this month we're talking about the supernatural. And I did say to you last week that if we're going to get into the supernatural, please expect that odd things might happen. Odd things might happen left, right, and center in your life or even in the church or wherever it is. Just expect that if you're tapping into understanding and learning about the supernatural more, peculiar things happen, right? I mean, this is um, that right now, today, we've had so many technical problems ourselves and, and uh, that the production team have been scrambling, trying to just make things can get connected and working properly. You know, and we had to collectively just say, well, this month, we decided to talk about the supernatural. So we can't expect that it's, everything's always going to go perfectly and smoothly exactly the way we wanted to, because once you start talking, tapping into supernatural, you're not just tapping into the presence of God, but you're also tapping into a spiritual battle that is going on, right? Yeah. We talked about that last week, that we do not battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of this world. And it has all these different lists of, of spiritual levels that we are in a battle with. And so this morning, we want to talk about the one that we need to get to know most of all, who is our connection to the spiritual realm. Now, last week, if you remember, I talked about my magic sock drawer. Did anyone go home and discover that their magic sock drawers were filled up as well? Anyone experience that? Yeah, that's good. And I'm so glad that you have discovered the joy of a magic sock drawer as much as I have. And if you haven't got a clue what I'm talking about, I am really sorry for you because I'm not going to go over that again today. But you can go to our website and see what we talked about last week with my magic sock drawer. But the one thing that we really try to push home about the magic sock drawer is that it's not so much that you have to understand or know exactly how the magic sock drawer works all the time, but it's more important that you understand the one who fills your magic sock drawer, right? The one who is the connection, the one who, give, who provides you and fills you up with everything that you need, that's the one that you need to get to know. And this is why today we want to talk about the Holy Spirit. We want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, when I was growing up, one of my favorite shows was a show called Star Trek. Does anyone remember the original Star Trek? I loved the original Star Trek, right? It was really cool. I loved it. I loved it when Captain Kirk, he would always like stand like this, right? Always stand like this. It's like, Jim, right? It's like, it was always like, it seems like there's aliens on this planet. There's, and I loved that. But one of my favorite things about Star Trek is that they had this transponder. They had this communicator, right? And he could flip it open and blah, blah, like that. And just, he could talk to the Starship Enterprise, the spaceship that was up in space while he was down on this odd planet. And so he would go, blah, blah, and he would open it up and he would start talking to whoever was on the bridge. And he would go, uh, Scotty, Scotty. I'm trying to put my American accent on right now. Scotty. It seems we're on an odd planet that is ruled by the Tiger King down here on this planet called Earth, right? And Scotty would go, oh, I wouldn't trust that place. I wouldn't trust that place. And he'd go, beam me up, Scotty. And suddenly he was able to be beamed up onto Star Trek, onto the, onto the, 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 the Starship Enterprise. Do you remember that? How cool that was. And I remember sitting there going, I would love one of those communicators. I would love one of those communicators. That would be so cool. And then something came along and literally gave us the same type of communication. I mean, every one of us here has a starship, a Star Trek communicator in your pocket. Am I right? Is there anyone here who does not have a Star Trek communicator? Is anyone here? Anyone? 
No, even at home, tell me what type of Star Trek communicator do you have at home? What, what, what do you call it? Maybe you've got a special name for it. But this thing is absolutely amazing because I can like just tap it, right? There's no buttons on it. I just tap it, swipe it, open it up, and then I call my wife and, and, and speak to her, right? She's not even physically in the same room, and I get to speak with her through this device that somehow goes and it goes over to where she is and then she's able to hear my voice and everything I'm saying, everything I'm feeling and everything I'm thinking. I can even see her face to face on this Star Trek communicator. Has anyone else got one of these things? They're absolutely miraculous. Yep, you can turn it on and use it for the concerts as well, right? It's amazing. You can, even, you can even order food through this thing. Everyone seems to be living our lives through this thing even more than ever before. But how does it work? How does this thing actually work? Now, most of us would say, well, it kind of just, it does something, and then it goes over to like this big tower, and then that sends the signal over there. Really? That's a great explanation, right? Because most of us probably don't have a clue how this things work, does it? I mean, you wouldn't have a clue. I mean, imagine if, uh, if an Amazonian tribesman who came out of the, the, the Amazon tribe, the Amazon forest, right, and he just had a loincloth, came, came up to him and he goes like, what is this? Like this. You're like, well, you just press that button and, and then you start talking to your mother on the other side of the world, which is what I do once a month, right? I do, sorry, once a week, sorry. Once a week, once a week. I call my mother in Scotland, right? Not once a month, once a week. That's how good of a son I am. I call her at least once a week. At least I talk to her once a week, but I have to call her like five or 10 different times before she picks up, right? And so I'm calling her on the other side of the world, and yet we don't know how it works, right? You couldn't explain how this works to an Amazonian tribesman. You couldn't explain how it really works. Even, even if you knew mentally how it works, could you build this to make it work? No, we are so dependent on other people to explain and to give us technology and give us the ability to be able to do things with our life and be connected to another dimension, but we don't really know how it works. But guess what? It seems that we're all able to function, we're all able to operate without really knowing how it works. All we know is that it works. All we know is if I plug it in and charge it up, it works. All I know is if I can't get signal, I just put my hand up in the air and I walk around pretending like I'm helping this thing out, right? But this isn't probably helping anything out at, so at whatsoever. But somehow we walk around going, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? We're, we're putting our best into this, but we're not making this thing work any better than the way it's already designed. And we still don't know how it works. I believe that the Holy Spirit is the exact same way in our lives. I believe that most of us don't really know how it works, but we try to operate in it. We try to make a connection. We don't know how necessarily how prayer or communication with the Holy Spirit works. We just know that it does. Now, how do we explain that to other people? I don't know. All I know is just use it. Just do it. Just be connected to the Holy Spirit. You'll find that it starts to work. I can't afford to try and explain something I don't understand. All I can do is show other people this is how it works. Now, we know this. Don't get me wrong. The Holy Spirit 
is not just a smartphone. It's not just a Star Trek communicator. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Trinity. He is a person of the Godhead that we actually follow. How how does that work? Well, you see on your screen, it has the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's three in one. It's one God, but it's three parts or three persons of God. You could say, how, how could that even work? I'm not entirely sure I can explain it. But the only way I can, I can technically understand it is you have water, you have ice, and you have steam. They're all made up of the same thing, but they're three different entities of the one thing. Does that make sense? And so when we're looking at this, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we have a different relationship with each one of them. Now, the Father, it says He is our heavenly Father. He is seated in heavenly places, right? That's where they are. That He is in heaven. That's where the Father is. And when the Son came to earth, the first and greatest sacrifice He had ever given to us was not just that He died on the cross. It was actually that He became one of us. He was both fully God and fully man. But once He became fully man, He could only be in one place at one time. That's a massive sacrifice. That's why He said, I'm going to leave you disciples and I'm going to go up to my Father to intercede for you, but I'm going to send someone else in my place that will be able to reveal so much more to you. That's the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the one that we are connected to. He is the one who is our point of contact with God. Now, why can't I speak to Jesus? Because he can't be everywhere all at once. But I can absolutely speak to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Now, when you get saved, you repent to the Father in the Trinity. It says that you believe in the Son and of his sacrifice. But the Scriptures say that you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not going to get into too many nitty-gritty details here, but many of us think that we, re- we receive Jesus into our heart. Well, you may be receiving him emotionally, but you're not receiving the person Jesus. You're actually receiving the Holy Spirit. That's what the Scriptures say. You repent to the Father, you believe in Jesus, and you receive the Holy Spirit into your heart. Now, there are many believers who can actually end up believing in Jesus, being Christ followers, but they don't actually fully receive the Holy Spirit. In fact, five times in the New Testament, it talks about some believers who specifically became Christ followers. They followed Christ, but when they were asked, have you received the Holy Spirit? They said, the Holy Spirit? Who is that? Now, how is it possible that they hadn't received the Holy Spirit? Well, simply because of this. It's like inviting someone in to your front into, into your, your front foyer of your house. You may have made a connection with Jesus, but you haven't actually allowed the Holy Spirit to take over your whole house. And so the Holy Spirit is the one that we get to have in our lives, in our entire household, in our entire, every area of our life. And He instructs us and empowers, to be, empowers us to be able to live the same life as Jesus did when He came down and lived His life here on earth for 33 and a half years. Are you following me so far? So what I want to do is I want to talk about how do we communicate with the Holy Spirit? How does our communication work with Him? And there are four different specific things I want to point to about our communication with the Holy Spirit. The first one is this. You speak through the Holy Spirit to the Father and the Son. You speak through the Holy Spirit. It's a little bit like your smartphone. I'm speaking through the smartphone in order to speak to my mother who is on the other side of the world. 
like I say, when I'm, when I'm calling my mother, it's like it literally, it literally goes up to space, up to a satellite, and then it comes all the way down, and she speaks. And now, there was a day when I was young when you literally have to have a pause between, remember that? You go, hello, and then they, they would get a, you would tell a joke to the person on the other side of the world, and they would actually have to wait a few seconds before they heard what you said, and then they would laugh at your joke or something. But now, it's literally instant. And it's so powerful and it's so amazing. And in the same way, when we speak through the Holy Spirit, it is instant that we're in the presence of the Father. We literally have the Son who is interceding for us. It is instant when we speak through the Holy Spirit. You follow me so far? In Ephesians 6, 18, as we read from Ephesians 6 last week, we talked about that our power is not against, uh, sorry, our fight is not against um, flesh and blood. This is the same scripture and it says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests in the Spirit. Now, sometimes what people do is when they read this and they go, in the Spirit, does that mean I need to do like weird stuff? I'm in the Spirit now and I'm doing my, I'm doing my prayer flags, I'm doing my prayer dances and I'm speaking in tongues and they're getting kind of weird, right? You don't have to get weird. This is, this is Pastor Dave's number one rule for all his disciples. Don't be weird, right? Remember that? We don't have to get weird. He's just describing that when you're speaking to the Father or the Son, when you're going into the courts of heaven, you're praying in the Spirit. Does that make sense? It's very, very simple. Whether you know it, whether you understand it, you're praying always in the Spirit when you're praying, just as you do on your phone. The second thing I want to talk about when it comes to communication is this, that the Holy Spirit speaks for you. The Holy Spirit speaks for you. So in a sense, when I'm speaking, yes, I'm speaking to the Father. Yes, I'm speaking to the Son. But it's like the Holy Spirit is interpreting or is actually communicating my voice to the Father and to the Son. I realize this is often maybe sounds a little weird to you, but this is very clear in Scriptures here. And we're going to be reading from uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 26, and it says this. In the same way, the Spirit also joins to help in our weaknesses, in our humanity, in our inadequacies, because we know not what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. It basically means this. And when you don't know what to say, when you're in difficult times, the Holy Spirit will even interpret what it is that you're trying to say to God the Father, what you're trying to say to Jesus to ask him for his help. This is when you don't even know what to say. When you don't even know, there are times when you know exactly what to say and you go, hey, could, could you pass this message on to me? I know that sounds weird, but you're literally speaking straight to, the, the, to, to God, the Father and God, the, God the, the Son through the Holy Spirit and you know exactly what to say, but there are other times when you don't know what to say. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly where you're at because He is with you. He is in you. He has filled you up and He's going, I, I got it for you. I, I got this one for you. Let me go tell your, your brother Jesus. Let me go speak to him and tell him exactly what you're going through. And then the, Jesus petitions our Father and the Father's heart wells up and says, I want to bless my son. I want to bless my daughter. And it's the Holy Spirit that's doing that for us. Isn't that someone that's worth knowing? Someone who is worth, who's going to speak on our behalf. That's the type of person that I want to speak to. What a great interpreter. 
Number three, the third thing I want to talk about is that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to you, not just for you, but also to you. In John 16, 13, it says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, this is Jesus talking, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will speak only what he hears. That means that he's not coming up with a different story than what the Father is saying. That means he's not trying to come up with a different answer. You can't, you can't, hey, sorry, Holy Spirit, could you, I'm sorry, can I just speak to the Father directly? Because I don't know if I can trust you if you're really telling me the truth here. Jesus is saying, when you're speaking to the Holy Spirit, he will only speak back to you what the Father's heart is saying to you. Does that make sense? He will only speak what he hears and will tell you what is yet to come. I love that. I love that Jesus said that. Listen, you know how you got to know me and you can trust me and the disciples are like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna send someone else who you're also gonna be able to trust and he's gonna be able to speak like I did and he'll tell you everything that is to come. Let me tell you what I think that addresses. I believe that addresses a spirit of fear. This is how we resist fear. This is how we make sure that we're able to walk in boldness and confidence. And that is that the Holy Spirit is giving you a heads up of what is to come. You see, when it says he will speak only what he hears, it's literally like he's saying that he's going to give us all the updates that we need from the Father. Because the Father has a phenomenal plan, right? He's going to give us all the updates. He'll give us all the information we need. He'll give us all the directions we need. He'll give us all the knowledge that we need in the moment and the situation that we're in. And by the way, it will be information not about what is happening, but what is to come as well. For the amount of people who are walking in fear today, it tells me this. You're obviously not in a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Because it's not like the Holy Spirit is telling you what is to come and then you're sitting back going, oh, I don't know if that's true. And Holy Spirit, you've told me exactly what's happening, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I can trust that. No, the number one sign, listen now, the number one sign that someone is filled with the Holy Spirit, most people think it's tongues, it's not. It's this, listen now. It's boldness. In the New Testament, every time someone was filled with the Holy Spirit, they became bold and they spoke out the words of God and they spoke with confidence and they walked with confidence. That's the power of the Spirit within you. So when it says that He's going to tell us what is to come, He's given us boldness that whatever happens, my God's got this. My father has totally got this figured out. That's why we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, which the father knows exactly everything that's going on. So whatever season we're walking in, whatever political season we're about to move into, we don't need to have fear. If we do have fear, we're not in the spirit. Let me say it again. If you walk in fear, you are not in the spirit. You are not having a conversation with the Spirit. Oh, but what if this person gets into power? What if this happens? What if the whole country falls apart? You're not in the Spirit. Because you're not, if you're not in the Spirit, then you're in the world. You're in the battle that's going on. You're getting distracted with everything that's going on around you. Get on the phone and start talking to the Holy Spirit who knows what is to come. That's worth doing. 
Hey, so worth doing to me. Here's the, here's the last thing I'm going to talk about when it comes to communication. Number four, the Holy Spirit speaks through you. He speaks for you. He speaks to you. And He speaks through you, right? We're going to look at Matthew chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. And it says this, But when they arrest you, this is Jesus again, giving an update for his disciples. By the way, I'm about to leave and go off to heaven, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit in my place. And by the way, you are going to go through troubled times. You're going to go through difficulties. When they arrest you, I wonder if any of us could have handled being one of the disciples back then. Not, they might try and arrest you. Well, I'd like to see them try and arrest me. See if you can pry my, my, my gun from my cold hand, you know. Listen, they're going to arrest you is what he said. They're going, the world will treat those that are Christ followers badly, right? When they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. Maybe not ahead of time, maybe ahead of time. But whenever it happens, you can have the confidence that God will give you, the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. For it will not be you speaking, I love that, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you, right? Be the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Now, when I was a child, and forgive me if you've heard me this story before, but this is one of the biggest moments that really, really hit me when I was a child. And I was about um, seven or eight years old or something. And I was at school, and the teacher said, it's Halloween tomorrow, everyone. I want you all to come dressed as a, a ghost, a goblin, or a ghoul. A ghost, a goblin, or a ghoul. And, and so everyone's like, I want to be a witch. I want to be a ghost. I'm going to be a ghost. And I'm going to put my hand up, and I said, I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mrs. McAdam, but I can't come dressed as any of those. And she said, why not? I said, I'm not allowed to do it. And she said, Peter, you're not going to be excluded from this. You must come dressed as one of these. No one is accept, exempted or accepted from this whatsoever. And I said, then you have to speak to my dad. Yeah. And she went, yep. Yeah. And it felt so good. <laughs> right? Because I didn't speak on my own authority. I didn't speak what my words were or what my opinion was. I only spoke what my father said. My father said, you don't celebrate Halloween. We don't do that because we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the supernatural. And if you're going to have a party, have a party, but you're not going to dress up like you're glorifying ghosts and goblins and ghouls. I'm not here to tell you how you should run your own children, your own life, your, your, own, your own household. You can do what you want, but we don't do that in our household. We don't glorify the position or the, 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 the power of the demonic realm. I don't mind glorifying what's going on and what God is doing good in our world, but I'm not going to glorify demonic powers whatsoever. And when I spoke those things, my, I can remember the teacher going, and she just walked away. She had nothing to say and nothing to do because she wasn't speaking to me. She had to speak to my father. I was just a conduit to her. Does that make sense to you? And when it says, but the spirit of your father is speaking through you, allow that to come upon you. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring things. You know, when you know when this father is speaking through you, it's too smart and too great that it should have come from you. That's when you really know. And you say something, you're like, dang, I am really smart, right? And the Holy Spirit goes, mm, I don't think so. Remember who's giving you these words, right? 
Now, sometimes when he does speak through you, and I'm, I'm going to go down on maybe a little rabbit trail here. It might feel a little weird for some of you. But sometimes when he does speak through you, the, whole, the, the New Testament talks about people that were speaking in tongues, right? When you read it in the New Testament, the word tongues literally just means languages, languages. That's, uh, there are many languages in the world, maybe hundreds of languages in the world, maybe thousands of even dialects. And when the Spirit decides to speak through you, He oftentimes can speak a language that you don't understand. And at Pentecost, we even read it, we even read about that. And I think it's in Acts chapter 2, verses 4. And it says all of them, that was the, the 150 people that I believe that had gathered together after Jesus had died. And they were, before Jesus had raised, had gone up to heaven, he said, go back to Jerusalem and wait for me. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And it says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. It doesn't mean that everyone will speak in a different language. It doesn't mean that's going to happen. It may even be a language of a foreign country. It may even be a language of heaven. I'm sure there are thousands, if not billions of languages that exist in the heavenlies that are, that are just the most beautiful sounds, the most beautiful languages. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will choose to, to speak through you in that manner. Not everybody will do it. Not everyone can do it. That's fine. I remember as a, as a young lad, as a teenager, when I was when I was in church one day and afterwards my, my father was telling me a story that when he was, he, he got up on stage and he started praying and he felt just God give him these weird words. So he started to speak those weird words and I'm not, I'm not saying you have to do this or you have to be as, you have to get into that type of thing, but he started speaking these weird words and this Indian man came up to him afterwards and said, how did you learn how to speak Urdu? And he goes, I don't speak Urdu. And he said, you were speaking Urdu on that stage. And he said, tell me, what, what was it I was saying? <laughs> What was I saying? I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was just about the glory of God. And this man who was a Muslim sitting in my father's church went, I don't understand that. And he couldn't understand why my father was able to speak a language that he had never learned before. There is a time when the Holy Spirit may move through you in such a power that he will manifest himself, not you. He will manifest himself, not you. I don't recommend that you try and just jump into that as easily or quickly as you might think you can. It certainly is a trust issue. It's a trust thing that the Holy Spirit can trust you enough to be able to speak in that manner. Now, here's the question I've got. The final question I've got this morning is why is communication with the Holy Spirit so important? Why is communication with this Holy Spirit so important? Why can't I just pray on my terms? Why can't I just do as I wish on my terms? Why can't I just read the scriptures and be fine with what I read and then do whatever I think is the right thing to do? It's a good question, right? But in Matthew chapter seven, Jesus specifically answered this question. And it says this in verses 21 to 23. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, what does that mean? It means that when, when someone calls another person Lord, they're basically saying, Master, 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 I'm submitted to you, I follow you. Now, everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one that does the will of my Father who is where? In heaven, right? So the Father is in heaven. Not everybody that comes to me on the final day and says, Lord, Lord, I, I, I remember me. Ah, oh, who are you again? How do you know that you are one that is following Christ? It says only if you're doing the will of the Father. Only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, 
Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Now look at this. They were tapping into spiritual things. He was basically saying they were able to speak of prophetic things, which is what is to come, right? They were even able to speak to demonic powers and tell them to get the heck out of here. They were even able to perform miracles. This is people that were tapping into spiritual things. What they were doing was they were tapping into the magic sock drawer. They knew how to interact with the magic sock drawer. They knew how to take what they needed. They knew how to even give it and disperse it to other people. But here's Jesus saying, at the end of this, he goes, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. That's a pretty sharp rebuke. That's a pretty sharp warning, right? How is it that they never, how were they able to do those things but didn't know the Son? It's simply because of this. They were not in communion or relationship with the Holy Spirit. They did not end up having that deep relationship with him. When it says, I never knew you, the word is, an old, is, a, is a Greek word, ginosko, which means to properly know through personal experience. Not by knowledge of what you read in the scriptures, but personal experience. Why is personal experience so important? Because it's not, Jesus is not just looking for people who can do his work. He's looking for people he can have an intimate relationship with. He's looking for someone that he can trust. It's a bit like you when you got married. You weren't just looking for someone that you could go to bed with or who could do your laundry or who could make the money and bring it home. You weren't looking for someone who could cohabitate with you. You were looking for someone who would know you and you knew them. Someone that you had an intimate, close relationship with. Someone that you deeply loved that takes you to the place of someone I truly and deeply trust. You see, Jesus has great things for us in the future. He has kingdoms and, and things for us to rule. He's got all these different things for us to do. He's got a phenomenal plan, but can he trust you to follow his plan or your own interpretation of his plan? The only way he can trust you is if he has a deep and intimate relationship with you. That's through the Holy Spirit. This morning, what I'm going to do is I'm going to end this, this, this morning's teaching by us actually having an opportunity to be introduced to the Holy Spirit. This doesn't have to get weird. This doesn't have to get to, get to be odd. It's just, if you're not sure you have that relationship with Him, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and I'm going to invite you to say, Holy Spirit, I want a relationship with you. I want to hear from you and I want to learn how to speak to you and I want to learn everything you know and understand. Doesn't that be awesome to have that type of relationship? So you're not going through the day going, I wonder what I should do today. I wonder what my wife wants. I wonder how I should change. I wonder how I should pray. No, we just go, tell me how to do this. And he'll go, glad you asked. Got a really good answer for you. And then he speaks to you and you'll go, oh, I feel confident now. I feel bold now because the Holy Spirit is filling you. Let's stand this morning. If you can, you want to raise your hands up high or just low before you, just put your hands out in a very kind of open manner right now. You can put them in waist height or head height, whichever way you want, but just as an open manner. And I want you to repeat after me, Holy Spirit, I am so glad to meet you this morning. 
I love hearing about who you are. And I am jealous for a relationship with you. I want to get to know you more. I want to know how to hear you. And I even want the gifts that you have to give to me. Because I want to please Jesus. I want to be a part of His plan. And I know that you're the one that's going to help me. Forgive me for ignoring you up to this point. Forgive me for not knowing how to treat you. But I acknowledge you as one of the Godhead. You are God, the Holy Spirit. And I honor you. I worship you. I bless you. And I receive you into the fullness of my life. I receive you into every room in my house. And I say, take ownership of this. Take over all of me. Help me to walk with you. We ask this in your precious son's name. Father, we thank you right now that we get to have this relationship, this powerful, powerful relationship. And I pray that this week, that every one of us are going to increase in our prayer life. We're going to increase in our understanding and our hearing of the Holy Spirit this week. We want more. We want you to know this. We want more of you. And I just pray you would fill every person up in this room from the bottom of their feet to the head of their toe, the head of the, to the top of their head. We ask this in your precious son's name. And all God's people said, amen. We love you guys. May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Pastor Dave.